This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? How's your day going? The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Wow, the Matamora story is the lead story. Right, I'm getting it. Okay? Uh, it's not the lead story, but it, 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 the media are making it the lead story. And I'm not saying it's not a horrible damn thing that people got kidnapped by cartels in Mexico. But you know what? People get kidnapped by cartels in this city every single stinking day. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Uh, the FBI is going to pony up some ransom money, and I uh, don't think that's a good idea. But we'll, we'll talk about it. The, the lead story should be what Tucker Carlson broadcast last night on this show. As far as now, most of you already know this, so what I'm about to say is for the liberal idiots, the masochistic, self-loathing Democrats who, who may be listening to this show because they just love pain. I don't get it. Okay? But you're very unhappy people in general. Okay, as far as January 6th, you were scammed. You were scammed. Now, if you are a Democrat, uh, and if I could envision the radio audience as just a bunch of people in some big room, okay, look at the people around you who are not Democrats. They're already aware of this. We've been aware of it for some time. Uh, but now there's really no denying the lie of January 6th after the raw footage from security cameras around the Capitol that Tucker Carlson broadcast last night. Uh, he's gonna. He, he only got to a little bit of it last night and the full hour of his show. He devoted the entire show to it. Uh, and he's going to do the same thing, I believe, tonight. He's got more footage. There's lots of footage. And I'm not exactly sure how this came about. I assume it's some kind of freedom of information thing. I know that he went to the Capitol Police, sent his producers out there. He he got the, somebody leaked the footage to him. He got his hands on the footage. His team did. Hours and hours, uh, you know, however many hours of footage it was, a couple of hours, however long that took place, or however long the so-called insurrection was underway. And the Tucker Carlson people took the footage to the Capitol Police, showed them everything they had, and said, this is what we're going to put on the air. Do you guys have it? You people, sorry, ladies. Do you folks have any problems with with any of this? And according to Tucker, and this is what he started his show off with last night, there were some things, and, and, and he, they said this for security reasons. Okay, for security reasons, is there anything we shouldn't broadcast that you would have a problem with? Uh, Tucker said they were pretty cool with pretty much 99% of it. There was a couple of things that they asked not to be shown for security reasons. And Tucker's words, they were not unreasonable requests. And they were few. Uh, Because what you've been seeing since January 6th, which was, what, two years ago now? That's hard to believe. 
almost, I get, yeah, I guess it was two, two years, three years. I'm, I, I've lost track of it. The whole, the past five years have been a freaking blur. But since January sixth, and it, it's funny to think back on it because we were Trey and I were both working from home, and he and I were texting each other while that was going on. They go, "Oh my God, here they they got what they wanted." Uh, but since January 6th, the left in this country, and I'm making no distinction anymore between politician and media person because there is no difference. It was a violent insurrection with bombs and guns. Um, the most outrageous lie you have heard about January 6th, and you hear it, you've heard it recently from our own president, that half a dozen police officers died. You you hear that constantly. But, you know, law enforcement, we lost some great officers in, in the insurrection of January. The hell we did. Didn't lose. And nobody, no, no Capitol Police or law enforcement lost their lives on January 6th as a result of January 6th. The one, guy, the one Capitol Police officer that died, died of a stroke the next day. And it, part of the footage that Tucker showed last night was that officer, Stipdecker, Stip, I can't even remember his name, uh, that officer walking around uh, directing people, as Trey pointed out, after he was supposed to have been clubbed to death by a fire extinguisher. The footage last night, what you saw... Uh, were large collections of people very calmly and, frankly, reverently walking around the Capitol. In fact, Capitol Police were leading them around, and they're taking selfies. What have I been saying since January 6th? This, This was just a freaking selfie. It wasn't an insurrection. They're taking pictures. They're following the rope lines. The QAnon shaman, and uh, you've heard, that guy is doing four freaking years in federal prison. I, I, I don't know if he's been convicted or not, but he's, he, that, he's sitting in a cage somewhere. He's a Navy veteran. We found that. That's not something you've heard a lot about. Navy veteran, the QAnon shaman. And let me tell you something something about the whole QAnon thing. I I heard that term for months. Apparently, I am QAnon, I was told by people who hate my stinking guts back in the day. And I had no idea what it even was. I had to look. I'm on the freaking radio. I had to look up QAnon to figure out what the hell they're even talking about. The QAnon shaman, the guy wearing the water buffalo hat. All right. He looked like, remember in the old Flintstone cartoons when they'd go to the Water Buffalo Lodge? That's what he looked like. That's what he's always looked like. He's wearing one of those hats. Okay. He was allegedly the ringleader of this thing, right? Shouting on a bullhorn, kill the cops, tear this down. Tucker showed the the footage last night where the QAnon shaman... (laughs) Is being, he's he's hanging out with about three or four Capitol Police officers. They're walking him around the Capitol, showing him stuff. Uh, at one point, they tried to open a door for him, but it was locked. Dude's doing four years. Or he's facing four years. Let me ask you something, okay? Uh, I, I think the George Floyd riots were an actual insurrection. 
You know, the George Floyd riots were, you know, frankly, fairly insurrectiony. Yeah, I mean, they kind of were. I mean, they were burning and firebombing police buildings. Entire neighborhoods were occupied. There was nightly violence. People were killed, were murdered. They were beaten up. Businesses were torched. But the freaking QAnon Charmin getting a back behind the scenes tour by Capitol Police, that's what is a real, that's the insurrection. Hey, hey, is there anybody from the George Floyd riots who's facing four years? Any of them? Any Hundreds of people across the country. Any one of them? Anybody uh, who was threatening, uh, who were threatening and probably still are Supreme Court justices outside their personal residences? which is against is a, is is a violation of federal law any of them facing 4 years yeah um it's a lie the 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 investigative panel the commission that Liz Cheney ran was a you know they took all these bits of video of the crowds pushing towards the building and they apparently edited in sound effects of gunshots and violence all a big, fat, stinking lie. And there are people listening to me right now. You're not the majority in this audience, but you're out there. I can smell you. You people actually believe that crap. You believe everything that... It, you know what's funny to me about the left in this country? Where they are now? The left used to be... The people that, if you thought the man was lying to you, they were the ones that were going to find out. They're the ones that fought the establishment, man. They're the ones that knew the man was lying to you and the man is out to get you and the man is trying to impress you. These are the people who, in the campuses of the 1960s, 50s and 60s, rather, mostly the 60s and 70s, were the ones with their fists in the air. And, man, they were all about free speech and not believing the corporate media, and not believing corporate politicians. And now, baby, if a Democrat says it to you, you people just swallow that crap hook, line, and sinker without question. You needed January 6th to be an insurrection. Personally, I think many Democrats, Pelosi, uh, Schumer, I think they're behind January 6th. There's video, nobody, uh, unless you were Tucker Carlson, was reporting on footage that they got a hold of of Nancy Pelosi's daughter behind the scenes on January 6th. Uh, She's a documentarian. Is that the right word? She makes documentaries. Which is what a lot of people who can't make really good, interesting movies do. <laughs> I make documentaries because I can't make a really decent movie otherwise. Well, I'm just saying it. And so there's footage of her and her somebody behind the scenes, and they're 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 mourning the fact that there aren't the insurrectionists don't have more guns and aren't acting more violently because that's what we really need. It's a scam. Uh, It accomplished two things. I know I'm going long here, but it accomplished two things. If you look at the time uh, of when that happened, first and foremost, they were offered National Guard, uh, Capitol, Pelosi, all up, were offered National Guard assistance days before January 6th, and they refused it. The Capitol Police themselves, I am told, were requesting additional folks on the ground. They were refused. Refused. 
Um, first off, uh, Donald Trump was seriously questioning the validity of the election, which many of us, myself included, believe the Democrats cheated using COVID. Mail-in ballots and all that crap. This derailed that. Uh, secondly, it had the uh, really cool side effect for the Democrats of demonizing every single person who not only voted for Donald Trump, but who is a conservative as being dangerous domestic terrorists. Win-win for the Democrats. Only now we are learning what a bunch of crap it was. Of course, you're not going to... We all knew it all along, but now there's no doubt. But ABC's leading with Mona Morris. So, so there you go. Uh, 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. And we have breaking news. Don Morgan just stuck his head in here, in here in the studio. It's now being reported that the folks in Mona, Mona Morris have been found. Uh, let me see if I got this right, Don. Two are dead. Uh, Two are dead. One is injured. The one other, is injured, and the the other one is alive. The fourth one person is alive, but the exact condition is not known. Right. We don't have a lot of information. We just know they've been found. Now the governor down there is speaking here in the next few minutes, so we'll get some more information. Were they found on this side of the border? Or were they found down there? Again, it's all we're waiting we don't for know. the governor to come okay. out and talk, right. and then we'll we'll be able to get more. Well, I'll tell you what. When that happens, maybe we can go to that live. Uh, James is already looking at listening on the wires. There, we can uh, bring that to you. Because this is the lead story, and, uh, you know, I, I'm i not saying it's not horrible. And we don't know exactly what's going on or who these folks were. The, the official line early on was that uh, they were going uh, to Mexico for some sort of procedure or medis- medicine they were picking up. They're going to a pharmacy to pick up medicine. Did I hear correctly they, they were from one of the Carolinas? South Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. Right. And I believe that they one of the victims was was going down to have some type of procedure, medical procedure. It was a, like a plastic surgery type, which thing. people do. Oh, all the time. They do that all the all yeah. the time because you can do that in Mexico and they can't do it here. Some right. some procedures. And uh, uh, we've all seen the video. Look, you know, I, I, you couldn't, and I, if this offends you, I don't care. You couldn't pay my ass to go to Mexico for any reason. I don't care what part of it. My wife is Hispanic, and she'll say the same damn thing. I, there's ain't no way out of it. We don't go to Mexico. If my daughter, who was graduating college in May, called me up and said, Dad, I'm thinking about going to uh, Mexico for spring break, I would get in my car and drive to Colorado and abduct her myself and and take her prisoner and drive her to my house and lock her in a room someplace. Uh, you know, I I don't know what's go, what the what the reality is with these folks that went down there. We I do know from my own reading over the past few years that kidnapping is routine stuff for the cartels. It's you know, they have certain items uh, on their to-do list every day. One is sell lots of drugs. One is uh, take over the government a smidge more. Put down any rival gangs. Uh, make sure we're moving our people across the border. Make sure the people we're moving across the border freaking pay us. Oh, yeah, and kidnap people and get ransom. They do it inside of Mexico all the time. Dude wrote a great book uh, years ago. I know Riccardi had had him on uh, uh, 
his show back in the day, Yoan Grio, who is a journalist who's been in Mexico for a long time, and he wrote a book called Narcos, which I read, which is just really an eye-opener, especially when you're living here in South Texas. Kidnapping is pretty routine uh, there in that they'll pick up somebody's kid, and it happens here. And say, hey, well, give us 10000 bucks, or we kill your kid. And they'll send you a little video showing you exactly what they'll do. I know families who have had that happen to them here in San Antonio. People get picked up here in San Antonio. We never see them again. Uh, I don't, so, I, I, you know, we wish these folks well. Obviously, we want to know what, 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 what's going on. The media, though, are focusing on this story. And, again, it's jean Corinne Clouseau, Inspector Clouseau, the Press secretary was all about this, and this is unacceptable. Wow, it's perfectly acceptable uh, if you're a white guy sitting in a cage in Russia, right? <laughs> perfectly acceptable to let uh, uh, people uh, go to the whims of uh, uh, of, uh, uh, of bad guys around the world. If you're in Afghanistan, say to, so to speak, and you can't get everybody out, and we, you know, but these people, we're going to find out. I'm not trying trying to diminish the tragedy of these people. But I also think there's a lot of media focus on this right now, and uh, they probably don't want to focus on what old Tucker Carlson was talking about last night. 210-599-5555. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071, uh, 939. Uh, breaking news. The uh, four people, four Americans who were kidnapped by the cartels uh, in Mexico have been found. Two are deceased. One is injured, and uh, we, we don't really have much information on the fourth person. Uh, so that's kind of what we're talking We're also talking about uh, the footage from Hunter Tom- or Hunter Thompson. I got Gonzo on the brain. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, last night of uh, the uh, fairly benign January 6th footage of people following rope lines, the insurrectionists following the directions of Capitol Police along the rope lines to see, you know, all the really cool places to take selfies on January 6th. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to um, Steve. Steve, how you doing? How you doing, brother? How you doing this morning? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, I just want to talk a little a little bit about this uh, whole Mexico thing. Right. My, my daughter and I, we were talking about it. She is an asthmatic, and the, the medication she needs, the Advair, is too expensive here. So we were thinking about taking a trip mm. down to Mexico to right. get her medicine. A lot of people do. Brother, that, that is out of the question now. That is totally right. out of the question. I'm sorry about that. You know, she's gonna, we're going to have to figure out another way. And if you look it up, I believe it was about 30 years ago, the same situation happened to a young man. He went on spring break. I believe his name is, was I don't I, I don't know his name correctly. I believe it's Mark Kilgore, Kilroy, something like that. Mm. He got abducted down in Matamoros and it was just a whole a whole a whole story. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was back, you know, thirty years ago. So if you don't need to go over there, don't bother going down there. You know what? I don't even go you know, south of thirty five anymore because <laughs> you know what? It's not it's not worth it, brother. I appreciate I agree. your time. All right, thank you, brother. I, no, I, I agree. You couldn't pay my wife. You couldn't pay her. And you know what sucks because I'd like to see Mexico, but I mean, you know, I 
Just, I, there ain't no way in hell I'm going down there. I'm supposed to go to a wedding in June. Are you? And I'm supposed to go get my passport done today. Right. And I'm calling the bride and the groom and saying, all right, are we really doing this? Because can, we can Zoom. Right. I could just say that someone hold up a phone. I'm not feeling safe. And this is no. at a, a nice resort, but still, from the airport to the hotel, you can get snatched. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never, but that's what people tell me. It's bad. It is. You know, and and I've I did a I, I read a book or I wrote I wrote a book years ago I don't know six years ago and I I was working thinking about the sequel and I wanted to have the sequel be sort of like gang based cartel based because it takes place in San Antonio and and I did a lot of reading uh kind of spent maybe about a year just reading the whole history of the narco state from Colombia into Mexico and all the way up to El Chapo from. Uh, uh, oh, Colombia, Medellin. Which um, one blank on his name? But you know the whole history. Escobar, es- uh, Pablo Escobar. The whole history of 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 the narco state and Mexico. At this point, there's no government. The government is completely compromised by the cartels. Did Don say they might have been caught in some crossfire? That's what the reporting is. That there was something going on anyway. Well, here's what I was thinking: a rival gang knows that those people are worth $50,000 each, and they might have tried to go on and taken. Maybe. Maybe they were fighting over the hostages. You know what I mean? Because, look, now that the FBI put up a $50,000 ransom, you're pretty dim of intellect if you don't realize that this is now going to put a target on all Americans across the border. If Because they, they, they already kidnap Mexicans, and they kidnap people in this town. Now, if they can get the federal government to pony up some money for ransom, you know, it's madness. And I'll tell you what, uh, let's talk to Mike real quick, and then I'll I'll get some more. Mike, how you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing, man? Um, Yeah, I wanted to talk about this deal. Yeah, I grew up in Houston, man. You already know that. And, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to the 90s and 80s when I was in high school. They were telling people not to go, you know, because – and this, this message is going out for all the college kids. Is out because I know you got people that live in Austin and University of Texas, Texas A&M, close to where I live at. Uh, they they go down to Cancun and they go to Mexico to uh, for spring break. But and it, it, the advisor is don't go nowhere near this. I've been knowing this for over twenty or thirty years. American, you you're a fit. You're you're a walking money bag when you're when you're in Mexico. And now, like just like you said, when they put in the fifty thousand dollar. Uh, recovery fee on these people. America is going to really be, uh, you're going to be like a, a state. You know, they're going to be looking at you with their mouth watering because they know that they can get money from the U.S. government if they take you hostage. So my advice is, uh, America, you stay away from Mexico. They got a nice beach in Corpus Christi. Yes. You don't have to go to Mexico. <laughs> I love Corpus. Yeah, you can go to Corpus yeah. Christi, located right here in the United States. And you don't have to worry about being abducted, but I thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Mike. Be careful out there on the highways, man. Always a pleasure, sir. Yeah, go to Corpus, man. That's as south as I go, man. I love Corpus. I go down to Corpus, and I go to that little restaurant down there by the Navy ship, uh, Pirate's Cove, and I get me some of that. They got a pirate stew there that is just to die for, man. Give me some raw oysters. No, I don't go to Mexico. And uh, no, I just don't, man. I just no, not interested. And I, it, and you know what? I love Mexican culture. I I love I love it, but it's just you know, it's too dicey, and it's been dicey for a long time, and now it's really, 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 really dicey. 
And the only thing that really galls me, and then we'll take a break, is that listening to Jean-Pierre Clouseau yesterday, or Corrine, whatever the hell her name is, Picard, I don't know, listening to her go off of how unacceptable this is. They kidnapped Americans. And again, not diminishing the tragedy that this family has, uh, has is going to suffer and is suffering, but y- your government leaves people behind all the time. Your government says that these people being kidnapped is unacceptable, but apparently it's completely un- it's completely acceptable for uh, you know folks to keel over from fentanyl po- poisoning brought in by the cartels every single stinking day in this country. It's totally acceptable that if bad guys come up across the border uh, and they want to uh, sell some young women and girls into sex slavery, that's fine. You know, bury the bodies out in the desert. Nobody will know. That's perfectly acceptable. All the nastiness that's coming over the border and has been undisturbed, uninterrupted since Biden got his ancient feeble ass into office and rolled back all those Trumpian policies. Okay, all of that, all that horrible human wreckage is completely acceptable by this administration. So I, I'm glad they care about these four people. That's great, man. Well done. Didn't do them much good, of course, but, you know. 210-599-5555. We live in sick times, man. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here. On Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. That hour went fast. Again, the breaking news, those missing Americans have been found. Uh, two are dead. One is injured. And we don't know the condition of the fourth. And uh, the I guess the governor is going to be doing a... Uh, the governor is going to be doing a, uh, a press conference at some point. We'll, we'll try to go to it. We'll see. We'll see how, how it pans out. Uh, why, why, but this is on a completely unrelated story. Why do rednecks always need to get naked? Do you ever notice that rednecks, when they drink or do drugs, they always get naked? And we ain't got no rednecks in Texas. That's what I like about Texas. Texas, we just got cowboys and cowgirls. Well, you go to Virginia, baby, you got rednecks. And a, uh, a guy in Virginia, in Carroll County, in a place called uh, Austinville on a road called Loafer's Rest Road. It's kind of rednecky sounding right there, isn't it? Dude shot a woman in the leg. Shot. This is the first line of the story. I love this. A Virginia homeowner shot a naked woman in the leg after she allegedly broke into his home and attacked him with a frying pan. Do you really need anything other than that? Don't is that that just really kind of tells you everything you need to know there? You think drugs and alcohol were involved? Yeah. I'm just saying if it ain't and then God bless Ron DeSantis, but you see this sort of thing in Florida a lot, Virginia, South Carolina, you know. Somebody gets drunk and they take off all their freaking clothes. This chick got so messed up she thought she was in her own home. And she got naked. Thought the dude who owned the home was an intruder, went after his ass with a frying pan, and she's naked. 
It's not something you expect to wake up to very often. You know what I mean? A naked woman coming at you with a frying pan. Uh, if I piss Speak my wife, yourself. well, I'm just really. Oh. <laughs> you got some stories you want to tell? <laughs> yeah, they'll be in the book. I think I was the naked chick at one point with a frying right. pan. Yeah, I think I've, I was I've talking actually about. been naked in other people's homes without meaning to. That, that's how I, you know, got to know you. Is, you showed up at my house. No, the I was first, naked with a frying weekend pan. Weekend we worked together. And... I actually did uh, crash at a, it was a very good friend of mine. Her name is Paula Sangalier. She was my a program director at an alternative rock station I worked at years, a hundred years ago. And we did a late night remote, and I was the morning guy. I think it was a Friday night, though. I didn't have to work the next day. And I, I was, I'd been partying, because you're supposed to party with the clients, right? Yeah. And Paula took me back to her place so I could crash at her place. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I thought I was home. <laughs> helping yourself. And I sleep naked. Yep. Started walking around Paula's house. Eating Pop-Tarts in the nude. She told me the next day she led me back to the guest bedroom and said, no offense, but I was kind of impressed. Um... <laughs> Just saying. So anyway, uh, dude shot her in the leg, but uh, he's not facing any charges, and she's embarrassed. At least she should be, unless she's a redneck. They take pride in that sort of thing. I do make a distinction between Texans and rednecks. Have you picked up on that? I've lived in Delaware, okay? Southern Delaware. I know what rednecks look like, and I know how they talk. And I, you know, and I've seen many of them uh, shuck an oyster with their teeth. <laughs> Shucking an oyster? No, they did. You know, that's a redneck. <laughs> they you don't not. see that in Texas. <laughs> People mosey here. Okay, it's different. <laughs> They're not an oyster with their teeth. I, I've seen it done. Oh my God! I'm just saying. You're some naked chick shows up and you're with a frying pan in her hand. You're probably somewhere in Virginia. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't see how it's a bad thing, but that's just me. Well, it kind of depends on the chick and what she looks like. Naked. I need to know more about the situation surrounding. I don't want to know more about this situation. I think I need. I know all I need to know. Okay, by the first sentence of the story, a Virginia homeowner shot a naked woman in the leg after she allegedly broke into his home and attacked him with a frying pan. What more do you need than that headline? Nothing. You know exactly what happened. Maybe there's some weird cosplay going on there. I don't know. Cosplay. <laughs> you know, she there's... thought she was the chick from the Fantastic Four, <laughs> and he couldn't see her. Okay? Oh, she man. thought she had the power of invisibility, but she didn't. Got shot in the leg. Mm-hmm. At least the dude shot her in the leg. All right. Maybe um, she thought she could deflect the bullet with the frying pan. <laughs> Look, she's swatting at it like a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) It's just sad. God bless America. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back six minutes after 10 on Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, hour number two of the show. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You're not hearing about the footage that Tucker Carlson put on uh, or broadcast last night from January 6th, which shows the QAnon shaman being led around by Capitol Police like he's on a tour of the White House. Well, the Capitol's, eh, eh, 
He's following. They they got rope lines, and, and they're they're leading the Capitol Police on January sixth. We're leading people around the Capitol so they could get the best selfies and see the you know it, it was it, it's weird. It, it's it, you were lied to. You, you were completely scammed on this January sixth thing. Most of us already knew this. But it is, a, by all estimations, in normal times, whatever the hell normal times are, would, would be a big story. I mean, the January 6th thing, in my opinion, blows Watergate out of the water, so to speak. Nothing. Um, it, your government and the media lied to you about January 6th. Nancy Pelosi lied to you. Chuck Schumer lied to you. The president of the United States lied to you. jean Karine, Jean-Luc Picard, she lies to you. These people have been telling you since January 6th. What was that? Was that three years ago at this point or two years? I'm not sure. It's all a blur. They've been telling you since January 6th that a lot, you know, about half a dozen police officers died as a result of January 6th, which is an absolute lie. Your government lied to you. They, they use your money to put on a fake investigative uh, panel uh, headed by Liz Cheney into uh, who's to blame for January 6th. Of course, the foregone conclusion uh, was uh, once they sat their pampered asses down at the table there was that Donald Trump was to blame because this was all about Donald Trump. They lied, they lied, they lied, and you ain't hearing about it. But we are hearing about uh, this uh, fa- these four people in Matamoros, uh, again, breaking news uh, that uh, two of them are dead. Uh, one is injured. We don't know the condition of the fourth. And I, you know, again, I, I understand why the media is hammering this thing because they they don't want you thinking about what Tucker Carlson was putting out there last night. Obviously, but hearing all the and and this is my favorite word to attach to the current rabble infesting our government right now uh is the sanctimonious uh crap about how you know americans being uh, killed and shot at and kidnapped by mexican drug cartels is unacceptable that was your press secretary's word yesterday unacceptable and yet <laughs> One could argue uh, that our own government has, frankly, uh, been working in concert with those very same Mexican drug cartels uh, via uh, the lack of a southern border, which is firmly on the shoulders of the Biden administration and Democrats in general right now. The, The border crisis is their dealio. They brought this into our world. We don't have to be living this way, and we weren't living this way under the previous administration. So watching all this fake concern for these four people in Metamoros, when there is a decidedly cold-hearted lack of concern... (laughs) For the fentanyl deaths, which are in, what, the tens of thousands at this point, at least. Uh, The kidnappings that occur this side of the border every day, the sex slavery, uh, the violence, the rape. 
uh, all that stuff. I guess that's acceptable. I guess that's 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 cool because they're dreamers. <laughs> They're dreamers, baby. And, and you want to talk about the cartels, and, and the, I guess the administration now suddenly wants to talk about the cartels because of this Matamoros thing. Why do I keep wanting to say Matamoros? Matamoros. Uh, is that the, the cartels, in my opinion, are going to reach a point where, you know what, frankly, they're unstoppable. They may be there already. Bill Barr was on... Uh, uh, it was either Jesse or, or Tucker last. It must have been Jesse Waters' show last night, uh, talking about the cartels and what needs to be done. And he said, and other folks have said, they need to be designated as terrorists, as or uh, you know, as a terrorist organization, as an enemy, an actual enemy to this country, and they must be treated as such. You need to start hitting them across the border with military. With our military, we need to militarize the southern border. Anybody who is being reasonable at all will say the same thing. Why? Well, since Joe Biden got his creaky old ass into office and rolled back the very policies that had brought illegal immigration to a trickle, the cartels weren't making nearly as much money off of uh, of the trafficking thing uh, under Donald Trump. It's plainly obvious. But once they were granted unfettered access to this country by our own, by our own president or whoever is actually pulling his strings, think about it. Those dudes have been making money hand over fist for almost damn near three years. They had lots and lots and lots of money before. Now they have lots and lots and lots and lots of money i mean i i, I god just the, the getting people across the border alone how much how many billions of dollars do you think these people have have taken these organizations have taken in the cartels own the mexican government we know that uh what makes them uh dicey folks to deal with is that they're willing to do anything very obviously <laughs> Uh, to keep the money river flowing. It's all about money. It's really all it's about. And we have allowed them, and really with our help, uh, encouraged them to enrich themselves beyond probably what most of us can imagine. How do you go up against that? They're, they're, I mean, I'm serious. They're, they're, they, were, they were bad, and I, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Okay, there comes a point where a criminal organization like the cartels, whether you're talking about Sinaloa or whomever else, the two biggies or whatever, they're they're seriously. I mean, it, I'm I'm just using my own brain here. I'm not I'm not an expert on this stuff, but it seems to me that if you if you're a criminal organization and you accumulate enough money, that there, how do you stop somebody? How do you stop a group a, a multinational group of people? who have ungodly amounts of money because of our policies. There comes a point where, baby, you can't outgun them. There comes a point where you you won't be able to find anybody in law enforcement or in government that side of the border that is not, has not already been compromised one way or the other. How do you fight that after a certain point? I don't know. 
All I know is that however powerful the the cartels were prior to the Biden administration, after damn near, how long has it been? Two, two and a half years? After two and a half years of, again, unfettered access to our southern border for their criminal activities, how much richer and more powerful do you think they are today? They, there are cartel-like hits going on in Los Angeles, New Mexico. Okay, they're already here. You know where they have a huge MS-13 problem right now? Do you know where that is? Freaking Rhode Island. <laughs> the Northwest. Northeast, I'm sorry, Northeast. Got a huge gang-related cartel problem right now that's on the other side of the country. So I'm glad that the administration finds this kidnapping and whatever happened here to be unacceptable. I really wish the hell they'd have found all the other stuff that's happened prior to that uh, equally as unacceptable. Because your government right now is really, really accepting of cartels and what they do. In fact, they support it one way or the other. How does that make you feel? So what do you do? 210-599-5555. Well, first off, you don't go to freaking Matamoros for spring break is what you don't do. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. We're talking about, you know, the cartels and Metamoris and the breaking news. We get to, again, uh, the four people kidnapped yesterday at gunpoint. Two are dead. One is injured, and we don't know the condition of the fourth. I, I kept saying the governor uh, was going to give, give a press conference. And may, the the was it Don Morgan? Who is it that's going to give the the press conference that we're looking at here? Is it the governor or the the uh, uh, um, president of Mexico or who? No, he already spoke. He did. Uh, but uh, we're waiting. The governor of that area, of governor Mexico, of Matamoros, of is, that area, of is that supposed region. to be speaking. At some okay, point. So all right. That was that was what we heard when this first broke about an right. hour ago. It may or may not happen. Well, yeah. we may or may not bring it to you on the air. I don't know yet. Right. Kind of see what timing we're at. I, you know, and my my wife gets so she does. I'm going to be totally honest with you. She gets nervous. I nervous when I talk about the cartels on the radio. For whatever reasons, I mean, she's grown up here. I mean, no offense. I'm just stating the obvious, guys. I'm just that's all. <laughs> Far be it from you to offend the cartel, dude. <laughs> if I'm in, if, if I'm at Circle K, okay, and right. a dude walks in with a tattoo on his neck, right. Oh here, let me get that coffee for you. No, you go ahead. No, you, you no, you no. Really, I, I, I'm in no rush. You go ahead. You get no, really. You go ahead of me. You got. Okay? Let me get your coffee for you. No, you're all right. You're right. You want you want a, a popsicle? What do you, you want? Something else? <laughs> get you a pack of smokes. What can I need? get you a good humor bar? What can I get you? What can I do for you? Don't kill me. You know. So no worries. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of pathetic, but it's life in San Antonio, man. <laughs> I see a dude with a tattoo on his neck or face, or especially if it's a number. Or a spider web or something. Or a spider web. I'm like, no, nah, dude, you go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm in no rush. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Want my small change? i got some <laughs> pocket change here. Want it? Want my debit card? Um, so, you know. 
<laughs> I play it cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the other side of the pillow there, Rama. <laughs> <laughs> You're not telling me like some some ganged up dude sees me at the Circle K. He doesn't yeah. suss me up immediately as some, you know. No, probably dazzling suburbanite from you know, probably from the north uh, northeast. I would say probably not. Probably not. No, probably not. You know, they look at me and go, I, "Civilian." No, I think they look at you and, and think maybe I should give this homeless guy some of my spare change. Or maybe they look at me and go, "Man, he looks weird. I'm not going to mess with him." <laughs> but he's done. He so dresses so time. funny. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's all about with the stocking caps and the overalls. Yeah, probably here from Leavenworth. Hey, man, you go ahead, man. No, you no overalls. No, you. Can I get your coffee for you? You look weird. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with him. <laughs> you go walking through like Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. That's right. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> you know what I say? Yeah, I'm cool, man. Yeah. Don't be tripping. Don't be tripping on me. I'm cool. Wife's from the west side. Wife's from the west side. Wife grew up on the west side. How you doing? <laughs> Oh God! You don't think I'd play that if I if I was a, if my life were in danger or if I felt threatened? You don't think I'd play that card immediately? Yeah, you throw Syria under the you bus. You can kill me, but my wife grew up on the deep west side. I'm just saying, it might be a cousin or something. I don't know. Yeah, How do you come by for Thanksgiving or something? Would just let me go. <laughs> you don't need the chainsaw. My wife's on the west side. It's okay. We're family. Let me get your coffee for you. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you know, I mean, you know, I, oh, uh, I spent the previous, before I moved to Texas, especially San Antonio, I spent the previous 10 years, decade in Colorado, where the worst thing is, you know, you're going to get patchouli on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to stink like pot and patchouli for the whole damn day. <laughs> and before that, Maryland. Oh, yeah, I grew up in the... Hard scrabble streets of Annapolis, Maryland. Let me tell you something, man. Scrappy Sean, right? Let me tell you, man. I was king of the duplex. You didn't mess with me. I was king of the town home. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Lord man. Lord of my subdivision. When I used to cruise the Annapolis Mall with my homies. Right. Okay, we're looking for some Chick-fil-A. All right. right. Maybe some crab bisque. You know, we didn't mess around, man. You see you didn't us, mess with us. You see us rolling up in my dad's 1981 Buick Skylark. You back off. You see me pulling up yeah. in my baby crap colored Dodge Aries <laughs> with the bench seat. Okay, you know you're dealing with somebody who's... I'm about as tough and scrappy as Joe Biden, okay? <laughs> you're a liability. Nobody's kidnapping no you. One's, no one's kidnapping me, man. Oh, we wouldn't get $5 for that guy. Look at him. He's a weirdo. Besides, his wife's my cousin. <laughs> I never liked her, so I'm going to leave her. I'm going to leave him right we here. Let him go. Uh, him. I might be doing her a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Ingram. Get somebody there. <laughs> Healthier looking. <laughs> Let's go yeah. to Ingram, oh, man. We get somebody younger. We get get somebody, us more money, huh? Someone not so jaundiced. Let's... He's so mad, man. What, you get us a 12-pack of Lone Star? Nah, <laughs> uh, we go to Ingram Mall, get somebody younger. No, hombre, he looks peaked. No, hombre, he looks really peaked. <laughs> like he can barely stand. 
throw his ass in the van, he'll die. <laughs> Have a heart attack or something. Oh, let him go. We can't even sell his vital organs. They're no, obviously failing. Look at them. What are we going to sell his organs for what? <laughs> People who are already sick? <laughs> they want to get more sick. We take his organs. Let him go. They take one look at his Crocs. Nope. Yep, Never mind. He's wearing Crocs. <laughs> he pulled up. He's listening to Cindy Lauper. <laughs> dude's like got Cindy Lauper blaring, man. I'm not stealing. I'm not kidnapping him. <laughs> I need to make a living here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay the rent. This guy couldn't give me a mango nada. <laughs> <laughs> what respectable cartel member is going to kidnap him? Sure, guy? I'll kidnap him. I'll write some noodle from H-E-B, huh? <laughs> 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 Why Sean would not get kidnapped? Taking your calls this wouldn't be worth the effort. <laughs> my, my wife's at home. <laughs> they want money for Sean. <laughs> I'll give you fifty to kiss. Yes, yeah, she's offering. <laughs> they want money for Sean, for Mister Sean. No, we don't have no money, huh? He keeps all his radio money. No, we don't have no money. You keep him. All right. Two ones around five. naked, quoting the Big Lebowski. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be my code name. <laughs> Potential kidnappers. Oh, man, we're not going to get anything off that fat Lebowski, huh? Nobody wants him back. We got nihilist. He's a nihilist. I want the real Lebowski. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Anywhere. Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hey, uh, very quickly, then we're going to talk to Robert on the phone here. Uh, we're still uh, collecting donations from, from uh, my brother uh, Trey Ware's fifth annual Drive to End Hunger. Uh, it's very easy. We're looking for financial donations this year for the food bank, the San Antonio Food Bank. And remember, they feed about 100,000 people a week. I mean, that's just beyond comprehension. And their biggest need, frankly, is cash. So if you donate, just so you know the math, if you donate $1 to the food bank via KTSA.com, $1 feeds seven people. So please check out the website and make a donation for uh, uh, Trey's fifth annual drive to end hunger for the food bank, KTSA.com, brought to you by Stevens Roofing and in part by Airtron Heating and Air, uh, Roofix, and the Institute for Functional Health. Let's go to Robert. Robert, how you doing? Hi, Sean. Uh, no, I just wanted to say um, it's a shame what happened to Mexico. I used to go when I was a little kid. I used to go to a, uh, with my parents across the border to Montemoros to a restaurant called Garcia's. We would just walk across there. Or sometimes we would take our car to Montemoros, and I used to go to Reynosa. Reynosa and, but now that the cartels took over and everything's corrupted, you know, you can't do It's a shame. The Mexican government, I mean, it's a, Mexico's a beautiful country, mm. and you can't even go over there. It's right. just a shame that uh, you can't even, 
American citizens can't even go over there and feel safe because of the cartels. The cartels took over. They took over uh, all the provinces there in mm. Mexico. It's just a sh- it's a shame yeah. because Mexico is a beautiful country. That's all I got to say. I appreciate and the call, just- man. And I'm I, I I look. I'm with you. I I wish it was a place that I felt comfortable going to see. I, I love the Mexican culture. It's it's ninety percent of my life right now. You know, I mean, it really is. And I and and but I. Not now. There's no way you you couldn't pay me to go to cross that border for any reason. My wife's the same way, you know. And and, and we're just it's it's so bad. And I, I appreciate the call, Robert. What, what's sad is that our current government has been complicit in this. Again, they've been allowed to scoop up all the money they want to scoop up, doing whatever the hell they want to do. And now I got to sit and listen to how th- this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Their, their words. The press secretary speaks for the president. Now, I don't know who the president speaks for, whoever is actually running things behind the scenes, but, man, you know, I mean, there, there comes a point, and, again, I this is just my opinion, and I haven't heard this from anybody else say this, but it, it's just simple math. There comes a point where if you're a criminal organization, you've made so much money that you, how how can you be stopped? I would assume the cartels have reached the place, the point, perhaps as a result of our crappy border policies, uh, where they have the capital to pretty much purchase the same kind of weapons that a nation would, right? It's all a matter of buying stuff. <laughs> People are selling it. And who did we release and trade for Brittany Griner? Uh, an arms dealer, right. Out of Russia. Out of Russia, who not only dealt with uh, uh, Islamic fundamentalist guys, but also cartel guys. And Russia's tight with China now. And China supplying the fentanyl to to the uh, cartels. Baby, we're already in World War III, okay? (laughs) That's my opinion. We're already in World War III, and one member of the Axis powers, the neo-Axis powers we're facing, are the cartels. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. I don't know how else to put it. Let let me talk about something briefly also. I want to get this in there uh, because this was kind of, frankly, depressing. As opposed to all the other wacky, happy news we have going on today. John Fetterman, wow. John Fetterman, uh, it's now March. He's been in uh, Walter Reed since February 15th, uh, we are told, for depression. I'm not going to mock anybody who suffers from depression because I suffer from depression. It's, you know, it's been the something that's tracked me my whole life. But you know what? Fetterman's got something else going on beyond depression. Um, I, I, you know, he's in a hospital. He's, he's not in, you know, a rehab place. He's in a a hospital, a very well-known world-class hospital. And, uh, he, if you saw the tweet with him from yesterday, uh, one of his people, uh, whoever Adam, Adam Gentleson is, I don't even know who the hell that is. It's his chief of staff. Okay. Uh, Adam Gentleson puts out a tweet yesterday with some photographs from inside Walter Reed showing John Fetterman looking over some papers. 
writes, Productive morning with Senator Fetterman at Walter Reed discussing the rail safety legislation, farm bill, and other Senate business. John is well on his way to recovery and wanted me to say how grateful he is for all the well wishes. He's laser-focused on Pennsylvania and will be back soon. John Fetterman has lost a tremendous amount of weight. Uh, if you look at these pictures, and and that would be weight that he has lost since February fifteenth. Um, I got a buddy of mine who's a medical professional. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but he sent me a note saying he looks like he's dealing with. From my eyes, he looks like he's dealing with cancer. Uh, or so, uh, something. I mean, he he's he's not. I don't think he's just sick with depression. Looking at these pictures. And I'm not really understanding being in a full-service hospital since February 15th for depression. He may be very, very, very deeply depressed. Um, my, the, the, the point of bringing this up is John Fetterman is another example of a window into the collective soul of the Democrat Party. They really don't give a crap even about their own people. All that mattered to the Democrats was that Senate seat in Pennsylvania. This man is obvious. And I'm not making fun of John Fetterman. I did maybe at the beginning, but I don't make fun of him anymore. I I, I live with somebody who's in mental decline and who's, who's going through all that, and it's not something you make fun of. I think he's a very ill man. And I would be depressed, too, if everyone in my world really didn't care about how ill I was and they cared more about shoving my ass out on stage and making sure I kept the, I got that Senate seat. And I'm talking, I'm not usually one to get into marriage stuff, unless it's Harry and Meghan. But his wife doesn't exactly seem like she's all that concerned about his health either. I feel sorry for John Fetterman. He's a Democrat. I feel sorry for him. I do. Democrats, all they care about is maintaining power. That's it. Obviously. This man should not be a U.S. Senator Senator right now, any more than our current president should be the president. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> yeah. Cool. New stock 550 KTSA. I, I re- momentarily reverted to my music DJ days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. Anyway, phone lines are open 210 599 Final few moments of the show. Let's go to Sam. Sam, how you doing? Buenos dias, Senor Raima. Hola. Hola, como esta? I'm okay, but, you know, I've got a question. Something, logic just doesn't seem right on this one. Fetterman's chief of staff says that he's in the hospital for depression and he's laser focused on Mm. his his duties. Right. How can you be laser focused when you're so severely depressed that you have to be hospitalized? You can't be laser focused when you are clinically depressed and you're hospitalized for it. You can't be laser exactly. laser focused on anything. 
Exactly. You're, that's that's a great point to bring up, but yeah. That, and it just goes to exactly what you just said. All they care about is his vote. Yep. His seat. That's it. That's you, it. You have a great day. Be blessed, brother. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the call. 2105. Well, we got a few minutes here. 210-599-5555. Nobody. Yeah, I just love saying that. I've started saying that because I've been around my wife now for 10 years. So some expressions I'm starting to pick up just naturally. It's useful for anything. You can oh, I love say it. it. Yeah, you can say it to yourself when no one's around. When you yeah. drop a pin, no, no, but I. But it's funny because I'm, I'm, you know, in a few months I'm going to go spend the weekend up in Colorado, uh, where my daughter goes to college, or she's graduating. I'll be around a lot of white people. I'm just being honest with you. It, it, that part of Colorado up in the Front Range. Mm-hmm. You got a high Caucasian factor going on there. And right now, most of them are are liberals, are just really liberal. They're liberal people. They're liberal hippies living up in the mountains. Well, they're more like Karens. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, it's it's Caucasian. I was going to say, what, isn't it expensive sort of to yeah, live in it's certain higher areas? In, uh, it's upper to middle class, okay, okay. wealthy white people. <laughs> Up the mountains of Colorado. Let's. I'm just being honest with you. And what I've noticed is that when I go up there to pay my daughter a visit, and I start talking like I talk to you, the way I talk to my wife, mm-hmm. you know, they I get the strangest stares because to the Caucasian liberal mind, I'm being a horrible racist. If, if I would, if oh, I did the riff that I just okay. did about the guys with the tattoos on their necks in the Circle K, and I did that around like, you know, the the folks that you know live in this small town up in the mountains, they'd be horrified by my behavior, <laughs> and I take great pleasure in it. At a boy, because I'm just you know, it's, it's it's my world. You know what I mean. But it, it's so funny because I've got folks I've knew, known in Colorado. i got folks I knew in the East Coast. They hear me riffing, especially when I'm talking about my wife, and they get all upset. Like, I can't believe you're talking about your wife like that with that accent. Like, no, but I settle down. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, but it is funny. Now i got to do it on purpose. It's starting to flow nicely. Well, and you get a lot of, a lot of these folks, you know, they, they, the only Spanish they know. I don't know Spanish, but I picked up a lot of filth from my wife, you know, filthy, you know, vernacular type mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, uh, I'll be interacting with people whose only uh, Spanish is what they learned in the 11th grade, you know what I mean? In, in, in Spanish 02 or whatever. So, and I've already tested this. I go, oh, no, but I did like, number. <laughs> Why do you keep saying number? How long have you been a bingo caller? No, but There you said it again, Sean. He said number. I'm not understanding. I think you're racist. So anyway. <laughs> It's even funner when I drop the C word, but I can't. I can't say that one on the air. You know the C word. You know what I'm talking about. The C H. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Let's just I call love, it the C H. I love that word. That's one of my favorite words. My wife. One of my wife's favorite words too. That was one of my first words. Was it? I dropped something as a baby, and I had heard <laughs> my parents and grandparents said. say that, and I dropped it, and I said the C H, and everyone just died laughing. <laughs> they just were laughing their asses off, right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. I had no clue. I'm going to go up to Colorado and tell them it's a kind of food item. Like it's a, You know what I mean? Like it's a dish that you order. Can I get a CH with queso? You know what I mean? Oh, my favorite, man. When I, I got this little tacarea in, in my neighborhood. I go there, man. I order the... <laughs> with shrimp. It's great. <laughs> it's 
oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah, next time you go to a Mexican restaurant, you order the CH, and uh, you, you'll man, you'll thank me later. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Yes. Yes, uh, I'd like some frijoles uh, with my chee. <laughs> I'm going to have to call security on you. You have to leave. Actually, there are no such things as re- there are very few real Mexican, real Mexican cuisine in Colorado. No, they get sort of the New Mexico Mexican style, right? Yeah, with all the the red tomato sauces that, and yeah, the green chilies. it's very tomatoey. You know, everything tastes like ketchup. Beyond that, they're just eating freaking elk and buffalo. You know, no, there's no, no, there's no such thing as real Mexican food in Maryland that does not freaking exist. Not yet. No, unless you're eating Taco Bell, man. There ain't nothing in Maryland. I hated Mexican food till I got here, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is different. No wonder they're so happy and they're don't so work. happy. Their food is incredible. It makes them sleepy. <laughs> Time for a siesta, huh? no, hombre. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.